0: Let it breathe, if it doesn't breathe, it's gonna die. Let us see if we let it be, is it gonna fly? Instead of and if it leaves, we say goodbye. Where we weave and then we grieve and then we cry. I wanna tell you
1: before I forget. Hello and welcome to another episode of Busy in the Sticks Chamber podcast. My name is Tammy Rick, CEO of the West Sprint Chamber, and your host. What does it mean to find the right fit in your career? While some people thrive in the fast-paced environment of a startup, where they get to wear many hats, others prefer the structure and stability of working in an office environment where things are a bit more clear-cut. And then there are those who may want a combination of both. Today, I would like to welcome Rochelle McDonald with Community Inclusions in Finding the Right Fit. Welcome, Rochelle. Hi, Tammy. Nice to have you here today. Nice to be here. Thank you. That's great. Um, so, Rochelle, you are with Community Inclusions. Yes. And uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your position and uh, what Community Inclusions does?
0: Well, Community Inclusions is a nonprofit organization serving individuals with intellectual disabilities. We serve between the age of 18 to 65, and we provide uh, assisted residential accommodations in our Tignish and Alberton areas. As well as independent living in O'Leary. Also, we have uh, various day programs and employment programs in O'Leary and Tignish area. Along with our services, we also have our bakery and cafe in O'Leary, uh, called Maple House Bakery and Cafe. It is our social enterprise with community inclusions, and it provides uh, well. It provides a great service in the community. It also provides clients with um, employment opportunities and a safe space where they can apply the things that they've learned as part of our employment program.
1: So I think a lot of people are very familiar with Maple House, and the bakery, and uh, Community Inclusions and and the great work that they do. As a human resource coordinator, um, if we can sum it up for our audience, it's kind of the practice of recruiting and hiring and deploying and managing uh, the organization's employees correct correct so you so you would have a big responsibility at community inclusions with the large number of, of uh, activities and responsibilities and businesses that they have
0: well alongside of the other partnership uh, the management team we ensure that the clients needs are met My part in that is um, making sure that there's adequate staffing supports, meeting legislation, and uh, projecting future needs. So how many staff would uh, be employed by Community Inclusions? Right now, we would have approximately 55 to 60, I'd say, uh, permanent staff, and then we also have about 15 relief workers as well with us.
1: Large number of employees. It is,
0: That's and pretty good. Uh, a big responsibility. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So you've been doing this for how long, Rochelle?
0: Altogether, I've been working with in the human resource aspect for about five years okay. in various different ways. Um, but I've been with Community Inclusions now for about fifteen months. Oh, very good.
1: So I didn't ask you anything about your home life. You have two boys, and I and, do, and a husband, yes. and. Uh, um, they're probably grown up now, are they? All grown up, oh, yes. Oh my goodness. Where's, where's the time gone, eh? So um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background and um, you know the jobs that kind of matched your lifestyle over the years and, and how you kind of came into that whole HR field.
0: Well, I've always enjoyed helping people. Um, it's something that's always been important to me, and I found myself drawn to those types of opportunities. I took some time off to be home with my two boys, when they were small. And, um, but I still wanted a foot in the door in the employment area. So I thought, what a good way to do that would be to become an entrepreneur and start my own kind of business. And so I started cleaning homes. Okay, so we have an entrepreneur here too. (laughs) Well, then that way, it, it gave me the opportunity to balance out my home life and my work life, it still gave me an opportunity to put my foot in the door, keep with the times of what's going on in the business world, but be able to balance out being home with the boys when they needed me. And probably that flexibility certainly helped. The flexibility was terrific. So uh, you decided to go back to school. What you, when did you go back to school? When did you make that decision? Well, when the boys entered into junior high, then I said, OK, my role here is is in a better situation. So then I went back in 2010. And I took my ward clerk and medical secretary. And between that and the entrepreneurship, it gave me a diverse set of skills where I was able to get employed with uh, Health PEI right away.
1: Okay. So then you went from being an entrepreneur to Health PEI. Yes. Can tell us your role that you did there.
0: So there I was able to work in several different departments because of my skill set. I started out in the support service which was excellent for me. I really enjoyed it. It was, gave me the opportunity to apply cleaning skills that I had learned as an entrepreneur, and then also the balance of working with other members of the team. And then with my schooling, I was also able to work in the war clerking department and doing various uh, scheduling and payroll as well. So, And I also sat as a shop steward so yeah. I was able to sit on different committees. The diversity really helped me. You had a variety, yes, Varieties. and I love variety. Mm-hmm. And as a HR coordinator, you need to be um, diverse with variety, really, um, because you don't know what's going to happen each and every day. It's going to be different.
1: So you worked with Health PI for a number of years too, approximately eight years, yes. So you had a good wealth of information and in the whole healthcare system and, yes. and how it worked and. Uh, and then that led to another kind of career moment of what he, what you wanted to do at the time.
0: And just yes, were it, quite content. I wasn't quite content. Okay. I didn't feel quite fulfilled. Okay, I knew I was helping, but not quite in the capacity so that you I wanted. Still to. Still didn't feel the right
1: fit yet.
0: Not quite. No. Okay. So I decided um, that human resource management was where I ultimately wanted to be. So had you looked into that before? I. I did, but uh, the structure of the way they were offering the program at the time okay. was um, difficult because at that time they were only offering it during the day. And so I was trying to figure out how to balance out going back to school full time or working full time. So then they changed the structure of how they were offering the program and they was began offering evening classes, which was perfect. Oh, okay. So I had the balance of being able to work full-time and continue doing my studies. So I traveled two days a week down to Sherriltown, took the course over the course of a year.
1: Wonderful. So- and then
0: that opened up some opportunities um, where I was able to get employment directly after that um, with a nonprofit organization in Summerside working with uh, that worked with... Uh, serving intellectual disabilities. Okay,
1: so you did kind of like an OJT there?
0: uh, Well, no, actually. I I got hired as their payroll person. Okay. And um, right from the beginning, I was very um, straightforward with them and honest with them on what my goals were and told them that I wanted to study more in the human resource aspect and gain as much knowledge as I possibly could. So And they were very open to that. So while I was there in the payroll, I also worked alongside their HR person. And so I gained a lot of knowledge in those three years that I was there with them. Then the opportunity arose that uh, Community Inclusions was looking for a human resource coordinator. And it just seemed like the perfect fit. Because sometimes
1: uh, a HR role... Uh, If the organization's not big big enough, uh, they really can't support that type of position. That's correct, eh?
0: It is, it is. It can be difficult um, to support that many administrations Mm -hmm. at that level when your um, frontline aspect is is a smaller population. But as a nonprofit grows, they really need that. Mm -hmm. Um, The roles become much larger and the duties that are wound up with them. Well, let's
1: get into talking more about that. So we've just, we've just emerged from this pandemic and um, you know, we still have a, a changing economy and uh, everybody seems to be having the labor market challenges. In your role as a HR uh, kind of coordinator specialist, talk about uh, more of the importance of transparency in the whole recruitment uh, process.
0: Well, you're right, Tammy. Like right now, as we are very well aware, the labor market is a very challenging industry, um, and that's including with the human resource, or the human service industry as well. Um, I think it's very important that we are very clear with what we are looking for and what we have to offer um, for anybody who may be interested in joining our team. Mm -hmm. It can take a lot of time and expense to post jobs, conduct interviews, comb through those resumes, Um, And so the person that we choose, um, it's an investment. We want to make sure that they're going to be a right fit for community inclusions and our culture, and they understand what we're about. And um, we truly believe that passion uh, is part of human service.
1: Well, there would certainly have to be a right fit, especially with your, your organization. Um, So you hear things in the community or different companies, will offer generous pay and perks and sometimes those don't even do the trick. Um, They'll talk about the company's policy towards work and the life. Um, I think organizations really need to be honest about things like the number of hours that an employee is expected to work. and wouldn't you agree, Like if Absolutely. they don't have the, that transparency at the beginning and they get in a role and they say, well, you, I was only promised 30 hours a week or whatever, and they end
0: up working 40 or 50. Absolutely. You know, it's not something that they signed up for. No, that's right. And we really believe that um, a work-life balance is very important. Um, our, our frontline staff are really giving a lot of themselves when they're there every day. They treat many of our clients like... Like an extended part of their family, and um, while that's terrific and part of their job, um, it can be draining. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that when they leave us and going home to their to their family, that they are aren't overstressed and they're balancing themselves out. Now we have some terrific staff that say that they would work with us twenty four seven, and um, you know they love it there yes. and. Many don't find it stressful. They actually find it the opposite. They find it very relieving and and de-stressing. But the reality is, is that the the role can take um, some important aspects of you applied to it. So we wanna make sure that staff get that balance.
1: No, it's so important. And I know I've talked to several staff of Community Inclusions and they all seem to just love their jobs, but I'm sure you've had your challenges over the last couple of years with the pandemic. And because uh, I see, you've, you know, there's no more weekends or you've shut down some hours and time. So that's probably just to accommodate staffing uh, shortages.
0: For, for some of it, it, it is. It is to balance out the, the staffing shortage. And it's also to um, make sure that we're giving our staff the breaks that they need.
1: And that's so important. It is. It, it is.
0: It's important that we have good um, quality staff for our clients. Mm-hmm. It's, it does nobody any good. To run everybody bracket. No. I think that's
1: one of the biggest things that I've seen change since the pandemic. Um, people have adjusted even their lunch hours being closed at lunch hours just to, so the staff can have a break because they're just, you know, they're dealing with people and they need just that time uh, to have their lunch and, yes. and their break. So, yes. you know, you're seeing that with some of the banks and insurance companies. And uh, so people have to learn to respect that and give the people the time that they need off
0: uh, to have that break. Due to COVID, sometimes we would have to um, close down our day programs. Mm -hmm. And with that, our staff would be redirected and they would help out in the residential areas. Some would have time off during those times. Um, There was some time there, unfortunately. We had to take a pause with our uh, Maple House Bakery and Cafe. We've been... um, We've had the opportunity to continue back working with it five days a week right now. We're hoping to get back to our seven uh, in the near future, but again, that that due, that's due to staffing, and we, we, well, we just have to wait. We look
1: forward to that, because we love your food. Yes, <laughs> yes, we look forward to it too. So you must have, in your role as HR, uh, you must deal with a lot of um, just figuring out too when staff is hired. Are they going to be the right fit for, for your organization? Yeah. You yes. probably have those conversations
0: on a daily basis. Very regular basis. Mm-hmm. And we also tune into them uh, even after they're hired just to kind of take a temperature check and, and see if it's what they thought it was going to be when they first come in. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not. Yeah. And, that's and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. 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 But it's it's to see whether or not they're going to step up to it or, you know, adjust and what they need to adjust, sometimes it's just a little bit of support that that a person needs, and then they find that it's a good it, that it is a good fit and it surprises them. yeah.
1: Now, sometimes if uh, if it's if they're not thinking exactly what they thought it was, but maybe just give it a chance, yes, they may kind of relax a bit and come to love the job, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We've had some summer students come to us, and um, terrific. At first, not quite sure if if, uh, we were going to be their fit or not, but they thought that they'd, uh, as part of a summer program, they would, you know, try it out. New experience for them. Absolutely. And then at the end of the experience, at the end of the summer, they have come to us and said, you know, I was going to go this direction with my education, but Mm -hmm. now I think I'm going to go to human services. Um, They've found something that they truly love. They're... They're so passionate nice. about it's it. It's so
1: nice to hear that when the kids can get some different exposure and uh, then just to have that change of heart and finding something that they do love to do. It is, so yes, yeah. It's great. So what do you, what do you enjoy most about your current, uh, your current work as a human resource
0: coordinator at Community Inclusions? I love talking to the staff. I love hearing from the staff. Um, they call me on a regular basis. They've gotten quite comfortable with me now. Um, developing a rapport with the staff is very important. Sometimes uh, human resource coordinators can be looked at as the principal's office. Yes. <laughs> um, so She's going and, to see Rochelle. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what's going on. In <laughs> <So, laughs> um. making sure that staff are comfortable with you, they're going to be honest with you when they are meeting challenges and they have questions. And I I feel like staff for myself are getting that comfort. And I I feel that that's important part of my job in being able to connect with the staff and knowing what their needs are and being able to find out how best we as an organization can meet their needs while maintaining our policies and procedures and, and maintaining our culture. It's a balancing act, but I love it. So how would you say the atmosphere
1: is? Would you say it's a very um, easy atmosphere that people feel relaxed and they can have a little bit of fun, but yet uh, they know their roles and... It's uh, a
0: very casual atmosphere. Um, Fun is part of our day on a regular basis. It's upbeat, very positive. um, And we also make sure that we are... Stepping up to those challenges too. At the end of the day, our, the clients are counting on us to provide them with the skills that they need um, to use in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And everyday life sometimes can be tough. That's right. So we make sure that we provide so, them that. So skills. let's talk
1: about tough. One um, of your most uh, challenges during an interview process that you've went through. Oh, Anything dear.
0: interesting to tell us? <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody's had yeah. those. Those challenging times, um, I myself, and no exception, uh, there was uh, one interview that I was part of, I thought was only going to be um, a panel of one or two people. And when I walked in, it ended up being a panel of four. So straight off the bat, that kind of uh, give me an aha moment. <laughs> Nothing uh, like intimidating one. Eh? Just a little, <laughs> just a little. So. That was fine. I kind of got settled out over that, and got, they had this lovely swivel chair set up there for me across from the panel, so I sat down, and I started to get a little comfortable, but I was quite nervous, and as they were asking me questions, I, each time I started to answer a question, I would start swiveling in the chair, and I couldn't hear it myself because of my nerves, but as I was answering the questions, the chair was squeaking The entire time I was talking, so Uh it was being very distracting. So you can imagine when somebody's trying to listen to what you're saying and all you're hearing
1: is
0: (laughs) so embarrassing. And I noticed that one of the people on the panel was kind of not listening to what I was saying, but at the same time, my nerves just you felt he was distracted. You you picked up on that. I could I could tell that they were distracted personally, I thought they just didn't care about what I was saying. (laughs) But um, unbeknownst to me, it was the chair. So about half, three quarters of the way through the interview, they said, we have to stop you for a minute. And can you get up out of that chair? We're going to move that chair. So they switched me out and then gave me a chair that didn't swivel. (laughs) So that was my first clue that, oh, dear. Well, oh, there's a little uh, little piece of advice
1: for employers. Don't put the swivel chairs out. <laughs>
0: Don't put the swivel chairs out, please. And uh, try to keep the distractions to the minimum. Oh, dear. <laughs> but needless to say, I did not get the job. Um, and I think primarily was because that the panel couldn't listen to the important words that I had to say. They were being distracted by other things that were going on.
1: Well, so, that one wasn't meant to be, Rochelle. No, it wasn't meant to You're be. Brought to where you are to here today. So
0: tell us, how important and fulfilling is it
1: to be able to have a job that you feel that you are the right fit for?
0: I think it's very important to feel that you belong in that role. Um, the comfort level of that will give you the ability to do it with more confidence at the end of the day.
1: Do you think that, do you think that it's, not, it's not as we mature, it's not with experience, but do you think that the people just feel that when they get there? that they know they're the right fit?
0: I do. I really do. Um, I loved it when I was working with health. I really did. I was still giving back, working with different people. And when I was working with my colleagues, that's when it really opened up my eyes to I wasn't quite where I wanted to be because I wasn't able to help them be the best that they could be, and I that was important to me. I feel like with
1: you, and I, I've known you for a while, but there was a potential there that you knew there was inside yourself and you hadn't reached it.
0: You know, I, I really didn't have a lot of confidence in myself as a young person, mm-hmm. um, and I found each time that I took the leap and stepped outside the box, I gained a little bit more confidence. Um, Confidence was hard for me to gain, and I'm still trying to gain it, even here today. My nerves were a little shot. Oh, you're doing great. (laughs) But honestly, putting yourself out there and um, taking those steps, it's really important to gain that confidence because there's so much that a person doesn't realize that they're capable of until they put themselves out there.
1: So was there a mentor in your life? Was there anybody that kind of... You looked upon or looked up to to help you build that confidence to kind of
0: move forward. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of women in administrative and management roles that I look up to, and I'm not going to point out any specific one because um, I take a little bit from each and every one of them. But women in management roles really do speak to me, and I I listen and I watch and I learn. I pick up from them. So I admire important. it. It's important. very important um, for anybody in the management aspect to be approachable and um, to be there because ultimately we are a voice for our frontline workers, I feel. and um, so I think it's it's quite a badge to wear. It certainly
1: is. Well I'm glad they uh, influenced you and you finally made that yeah, uh, that, yeah. that leap. So I know you probably have lots of goals to uh, um, to do with community inclusions. Is there any one in particular that you kind of is is standing out that you would like to kind of do while you're
0: in your work of HR? Right now, my short-term goal is to make sure that we are meeting the needs of our clients. And to do that, we need to make sure that we are fully staffed. Um, right now, it's challenging. Uh, in this industry and just across all industries in general, but I feel that Community Inclusions is in a very good spot. We're very lucky here in West Prince to be able to offer the type of employment opportunities that we can here Community Inclusions. We've got fair wage, uh, very competitive wage, in fact. We offer pension, group insurance, benefits, um, along with an, an number of other benefits across boards, So I think it's really good that um, here in West Prince there are lots of good opportunities for
1: people. So they just have to kind of take a look and, and find uh, the right fit, as we Absolutely. would say. So, Rochelle, um, let's talk a little bit about some advice and some tips that we could tell our audience on how to find the right fit job or
0: career. I would tell people... Um, to apply a balance of logic and heart. Look at what's important to you in your life and make sure that you apply um, a work-life balance that fits your needs. And that can change, and that's okay. Uh, Don't be afraid to step out of your zone and try new things because you may not know what you like until you try it. So know who you are. Yes. Know who you are,
1: what you want maybe out of a career, and kind of evaluate the situation you're in, kind of like you did. Yes. And um, it sounds simple, uh, but so many people, they don't know what they want.
0: It's true. And I think part of that is they get set in their ways, and they, they set a goal, and then they, they're scared to change it. It's okay to change your goal. Um, because as you grow as a person, as, as you gain more confidence in your skills and your abilities, your goal is going to likely change.
1: So that was my next thing. Finding a job that will grow your skill um, will help contribute to that, right?
0: Yes. If you're, if you're in a job where you feel like you're done learning, um, then you're probably not where you need to be.
1: Exactly.
0: I believe that you should be learning on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and, In my role, I'm learning constantly.
1: And so how important, you talked a little bit about this, about the culture, the culture fit. um, And do your own values kind of line up with um,
0: the company or the organization that you're with? Very much so, very much so. My morals and values have always been in helping people. That is a key value of mine. And so in a lot of the decisions that I make on a regular basis and not just myself, but the team across the board, we work together in meeting those needs. We have our our goal and we have our mission and we understand what that is. And that is forefront in most of the decisions that we make.
1: So as you as part of the team and being, feeling that you have, you you know, that you're the right, uh, it's the right culture for you, it's going to let you kind of be more open and help the business work towards their own growth and their own goals. Yes, it right. is. Yeah. Very much so. so no, that's, uh, I think uh, sometimes people don't ask themselves that question, you know, is the culture fit? How, how important it is, is what, what they're doing in that organization, that company, do they see themselves there in the next, you know, 10, 15 years? Yes. So, um, you know, because you're spending the majority of your days there. And so you want to feel fulfilled and and have that value in that organization. Yes, you do. Yeah. So is there any other tips that you'd like to leave uh, for our audience? And I think you talked about uh, maybe having some patience. And uh, what about uh, just being passionate about that job?
0: Yeah. Put yourself out there and and allow your passion to come through. Um, Don't be afraid to think outside the box. And if you have an idea, share it. Because if you just keep it to yourself, then it's probably not going to come to fruition if you don't share it.
1: How many times have we all worked in those positions and, and said, I wish I would have just said that. I wish I would have just stepped up to the plate. Right. <laughs> Somebody else did or said it.
0: And uh, yeah. Sometimes we hold ourselves back, um, scared of rejection or scared of not not being on the same page. But you're not going to know if you don't. Step forward and try that. Yeah, so my mother, my mother, did teach me one thing: you'll never know unless you ask. You'll never. Know. <laughs> I was taught the same lesson. <laughs> so and to be happy, absolutely, to it's important happy. to be happy. Like you said, um, we're in we're in our roles on uh, you know most of the most of the daytime hours. That's right. Um, so the balance between work and our home life needs to be there. But with that, you need to be happy. Right. You need to be happy in what you're doing and content in what you're doing.
1: Well, Rochelle, we've really covered your finding the right fit, and uh, so glad to have you here as a guest and uh, discuss Community Inclusions, who is a big part of our community here in West Prince, and all that they add to to each of our communities. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. The Chamber crew is looking forward to getting back into some networking and training sessions this fall. Thursday, September 29th, is our back to business breakfast with Alfred Arsenault, uh, Provincial Credit Union, and he'll discuss the economic outlook for the fall and 2023. Until next time, we look forward to having some new people attend our events and as guests on our podcast, Busy in the Sticks.
0: Let it breathe, if it doesn't breathe, it's gonna die. Let us see if we let it be, is it gonna fly? Let it free and if at least we say goodbye Where we weave and then we grieve and, we and then we cry I wanna tell you before I forget